welcome back to our mini episode known as the Broadway Bulletin. If you're new here, grab a seat and settle in for a fun-filled episode. If you've been here before, go ahead and do the same. We've got two completely different shows to deliver to you today, so let's not waste any more time. The first show we saw was part of the Frigid Fringe Festival here in New York City and takes us to the Crane Theater. It's here that we saw How Tomatoes Tried to Kill Me But Banjo Saved My Life. How's that for a mouthful of a title? That's definitely a lot of a title. (laughs) It was an enjoyable afternoon out. It was, um, I mean, it's a uh, fringe festival show, um, but it was a really good, lighthearted show. Very inspired story. Um, It was a show that was, um, it it was was like a bluegrass version of an episode of NPR Snap Judgment. Storytelling with a beat. So if anybody out there ever listens to NPR Snap Judgment. You should definitely listen to it. Yeah. Um, but it was a gripping tale of one man's life story, um, overcoming adversity, uh, especially uh, his battle with cancer. And basically, he's always loved the banjo, but he's never really learned how to play it. And in getting diagnosed with cancer and then subsequent treatment, it kind of twisted his arm into learning how to play the banjo and then kind of coming on the other side, he, you know... Learned how to play the banjo. Well, he committed to becoming a better banjo player and putting the show together, and then here he was doing the show and telling the story. Oh, okay. You know, um, and it was it was fun because you know you got some history about banjos and and their and who makes them and that, but all and, and the history of their music, but also you know a, a really heartfelt story. Like I love hearing people's stories, different individual story. Everybody's got a story, so it was fun to hear this guy's story. Um, and, of course, he was a brilliant banjo player. Um, and also he had that, like, hee-haw, wonk-wonk kind of jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite was, um, what do you get when you throw a banjo off the Empire State Building? Applause. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, terrible jokes like that. But I was, and then he, he'd tell the joke, and then he'd keep going, like, plucking away. And I was just like, awesome. <laughs> You know, okay, they, and and I so I really liked it. It was it was lighthearted and inspiring hour of storytelling. So it was different theater, but the thing that I walked away the most with, and a lot of people are probably like, "Why would you go see a show like this? Why would you be telling us about a show like this?" Because at the heart of theater is storytelling, and this was storytelling at its finest. So. Um, sadly, the show played its final performance on February 27th, 2022, but I will say, keep an eye out for, uh, this show. You can Google it, and you can Google the gentleman who's, who stars in it. He's doing a tour all across the country. In fact, he left yesterday for Fresno, from New York, driving to Fresno. So, yeah, you never know when you're going to see him. second show we head back to the neil simon theater to see the now opened production of mj the musical Shimon! okay so i know we've already covered this in a broadway bulletin but it was in previews so now it's officially open and you got to see it yes yes i actually got to see it this time you got to see a show how exciting what is the outside world like oh it's nice i There's miss buildings it and light. <laughs> 
Listen, I... Okay, so it's open, and I will just briefly say between the two shows, and then we'll go into more, there have been some minor changes. There we go. Okay. There hasn't been any really big major changes. Um, the Yeah, the, the, there have been a couple minor changes. I think I'd have to... Now I have to go back and see it again, but I think the opening number, they might have changed a whole song. I think. Okay. I mean, I would have to believe you because I don't know. Um, because I think they start with Billie Jean. No, they I... start with Beat It. Sorry, they start with Beat It. But anyway, um, I thought it was so so good. I really did. I mean, I definitely liked it. There was a, a side of Michael Jackson and a history about uh, the way he came into his uh, solo career. That I didn't really know, um, which it was nice to hear that story. Mm-hmm. Um, it also can, it makes some sense of his uh, controversial past, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of liked that insight. And I also liked, I mean, the show has this interesting vehicle of storytelling because it's it's aware that it's slipping between linear and non-linear storytelling and it's also aware of the fact that you know sometimes sometimes we're reliving a memory and sometimes we're reliving a memory the way that Michael saw it and sometimes we're reliving a a, a dream mm-hmm. that he's had or is is having um which I think is just really interesting we haven't quite seen this outside of the linear non-linear storytelling arc that we've been getting in a lot of these biographical musicals. Well, to me, this this marries this marries everything together really well. That mm-hmm. that's the thing is is I they still use the three age format, mm-hmm. which I makes it always makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. But when any, anytime someone was really successful in their childhood, you've got to, and the way they go about it, the way that they make everything the way they justify everything and they keep everything present, why they're able to keep everything present makes you go, okay, this all makes sense how they tie everything together and they keep everything moving. And I go, this is great because we're not just living in the past and it doesn't go chronologically, which is also great so that we don't start, well, we're here in 1993 or 1994. Now we're going to go all the way back to 1960. Well, what I, I really also appreciated is the multiple castings Instead of it being like, okay, they're off stage and quick change, it was like, you know, we're not fooling the audience that Rob is also Joseph. Yeah, like we're just not change his body and his voice, exactly. and, they, and the audience and, and will buy that it. Served the purpose of the story, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. We didn't have to, you know, be literal. This was it. more of the more artistic jukebox musicals I've seen in a long yes. time, which is why. This I'm I'm so amped up about this show is because it's not giving us just the music that we all love. There's actually meat to it. There's actually substance and art to it. That I'm like, yes, that's what we need in a jukebox musical. Well, and something you and I have both talked about too is it definitely is obvious that they wrote the story and then added the music. Oh yeah, because Rather there's a lot of songs from his catalog that are missing. Yeah, which. You don't need to have all the greatest works in there. You only need what's going to serve the purpose of your story because yes. that's why we're doing it in musical. And I think, I don't remember when you said it or why you said it, but it was like, 
If you want to hear the song. Oh, I said it when we recorded Baby It's You. Oh, that's right. If, if you, you want to hear, hear the, the song, song, buy the album. Yeah, go listen to it because it had their source material. I, you know, like if you, yeah, if you wanted to hear every good song that you loved by Michael Jackson, go listen to and it. The show is not the place you're going to get that. The other thing is if you really listen close to the orchestrations, you're going to hear some of those songs that were missing blended in the orchestrations. They found ways to slip it in. You know, they never sang the way that you make me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... The, the, it's the Fosse numbers, the Chicago esque, uh-huh. and I was like, I love, I love Chicago esque, which is also Fosse. Um, <laughs> I love the new additions to the opening number. It, the show overall just felt more tuned up than it did in previews. It was still for me very, very loud. It, but but the thing is, it did feel like a concert. Mm-hmm. I it just it was on that border of like overwhelmingly loud. In fact, I remember saying, "I've got to get your mom to the show," but I was like. But I'm going to give her earplugs when she comes. <laughs> right. it is, it really, I think this is the loudest show I've ever seen in a theater. It Even really, more loud than Hedwig? Oh my God, ten times more loud than Hedwig. Ten times louder than I Hedwig. don't know, the ending of Hedwig, I couldn't even hear myself think. Uh, like it was. Hey, thriller, man. That thing was, the, was the theater was shaking. Um, the story, like I said, it's just brilliant as ever the impersonations are great um the michael we actually saw was the understudy and although i didn't think they were as good as the like the person originally cast for it i still was like okay that's the understudy like mm-hmm. um the costumes were great oh yeah the costumes were i also loved the progression of seeing how michael's style came to be um which i really liked and they didn't they brought the iconic looks, but they made it make sense. Like, they didn't just put it on because he needed to wear it. Right. It was it like, this is why he wore it. He has to wear it because... And he explained it, which mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. Where other shows have just been like, you have to wear this because everybody knows that you wear this. And it's like, no. We all know what they look like, but why do they wear it? You know, that was great. I really just think it's a solid show, and I love it. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty great. I'm going to take my mom. I'm going to take your mom. I'm going to take some friends. Let's all go. Get up. It's Thriller. Tickets for this show currently playing at the Neil Simon Theater are on sale through September 4th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Gortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by The Joy Drops and Billy Murray. <laughs>